0: Blob Talk Radio In your prayer Radio. Blog Talk Radio. For the pioneers For those who will go ahead
1: Johnson, bold soldier for Christ, a watchman on the wall for the Lord. I just want to share a very short but important dream that the Lord gave me last night after the um, verdict was read for the Zimmerman trial. In this dream, I saw Zimmerman in the courtroom for a very brief time, maybe like three flashes, and then the scene changed. I found myself in this boat. In this water, heading over to this ship. And in this ship, they had missiles getting ready to launch. And the next thing I knew, these missiles were heading towards America. I got in the boat, turned around, and I went to go warn the people Run, the missiles are coming. The missiles are coming. But it was too late. Then the missiles had hit. It was a big, very bright light. And then the Lord woke me up. And I asked the Lord, "I am confused. What is the meaning to this dream? I need confirmation." So I went back to sleep, and then and then the scene changed. I remember seeing this black hoodie with a pocket at the middle, but on the side of this pocket, it was torn. And then the Lord woke me up from the dream. The time was eleven, eleven, and I asked the Lord, "What is the meaning to this dream?" It was very short, and I'm confused by it. The Lord was showing me that the Zimmerman trial will eventually lead to a riot, and if the riot gets too out of control, martial law will be implemented, and the person that's orchestrating this whole thing is the son of perdition. If you guys remember, he was the one who said, if I had a son... He would look like Trayvon Martin. The beast knew exactly what he was saying and what he was doing at that particular point in time. And in the part where I saw the missiles heading towards America, the Lord is showing me that eventually the United States will be hit by nuclear missiles by a foreign country whose language we do not understand. And in the last scene where I saw the black hoodie with the um, pocket torn, the Lord is showing me that the hoodie represents darkness that's getting ready to cover America like never before. And the torn pocket represents the money, the economy. It will be worthless. It will be useless. People will be trying to save money and put it into their pockets, but it will fall through because the dollar will collapse and it will be of no value. And the black also represents famine, which is one of the horses in the book of Revelations. And I just want to close by saying this. Let's stay ready at all times. Things are about to change like never before. Repent. Accept Jesus Christ into your life today, right now, in this moment. Do not hesitate and put off another second, because darkness is making landfall. Keep your eyes open. Keep loving one another. Don't let what you see on the media and around the world influence you. We are Christians. We are the sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. Until next time, I love you guys. Stay rapture ready. Stay winning souls into the kingdom of heaven. Shalom.
2: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, we're gonna have a great program tonight. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. After I heard that word from Brother Chandler Johnson last night, um hallelujah, I had I listened to the word, not the entire word, but I listened to him about talking about missile coming to hit this land here in America, hallelujah, and so I went and took it and took it in prayer with the Lord, Hallelujah, and that's what I'm gonna to share tonight. What the Lord went and told me and showed me last night, which it was, it was it was awesome. Hallelujah. To be able to see what's going to be unfolding very, very soon, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. This nation is it, about to go to really through a, a a hard time ahead of them. Just for those that, that are not seeking God, that are not preparing to go home with the Lord in the rapture. And we hear from the Lord to a different prophet speaking about his soon return, his quickly return, his soon, his soon coming, which is going to happen any day, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And I'm here to encourage you to continue to seek the Lord with all your heart. You do not lean on your own understanding, but to trust him and depend on him. I know it's not easy, brothers and sisters. We all go to struggle. And so many things, we 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 have to be tested. Hallelujah! Like go through the fire, and we are being put through the fire. It's not easy. My brothers and sisters, we all got our different things that we all go through. Hallelujah! Like I get I get phone call from my mother. She's going through infirmity. Hallelujah! And it's because, as the Lord has revealed to us through His Word, heaven is so great. That before anyone gets there, we have to suffer. We have to go through so many suffering before we get to heaven. And so a lot of people just want their healing, don't want to go through no suffering. But Father God, hallelujah, had decided that for anyone to go to heaven, we must suffer. And it's in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Everyone suffered before they went to heaven, hallelujah. And so suffering is of God. Hallelujah, and one, God wants everyone to suffer. I, I sin in heaven, my grand-grandmother, hallelujah, through my mother's side, and my and my grandmother, they are there. But before my grandmother, hallelujah, who was very Catholic, and I was praying constantly for her, for the Lord to save her soul, she was in bed suffering from different infirmities. She suffered right to the day, where Jesus saved her soul and took her home, it, it was an intense suffering that my grand grandmother went through. Hallelujah! Until 19, Hallelujah, uh, to, uh 1998. That's when the Lord took her home. Hallelujah! She was she died, I believe, of 116 years. Hallelujah! And the suffering was was tremendous suffering that she had to go through. Hallelujah! I believe she was born in eighteen eighty eight or eighty six, somewhere there. Hallelujah! And so she was very Catholic. Used to pray to the Virgin Mary and all that. Hallelujah! And, and and but God, you know, God is so merciful. In His mercy, the Bible says, endure forever. And so there's an aunt of mine who was praying for her for over thirty years, way over thirty years. Praying to Jesus that He would touch my grand grandmother and that He would save her. Hallelujah! She will come to the knowledge of Jesus. My grand, my aunt understanding and I understanding that only through Jesus anyone can come to the Father. Only through Jesus anyone can come to heaven, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah! Religion cannot bring you to heaven by Jesus. Hallelujah! Being a Catholic. Hallelujah! We're not being a religious Catholic, Hallelujah! Or a Jehovah Witness, or a Muslim, Hallelujah! Or whatever religion you are, will not just bring you to heaven. But through Jesus Christ, you can come to heaven. Je- Jesus can bring you to heaven. No one comes to the Father, Jesus said in John 14:6. He said, "Through Him." He said, "Through me, he, through Him." Brothers and sisters, and I tell you, Hallelujah! That I me knew, and as I, as I became a, as I became safe, Hallelujah! I, inst, I, I I I did intense prayer for my grand grandmother, for her soul not to be saved, for her soul not to be lost. And Jesus is so so great, so awesome. This is why I tell people to pray. You got problem, pray. You got people that are not saved, pray. You got family that are religion religious, pray. Prayed. Don't complain. Don't point finger. Don't judge them. Don't tell them they're gonna to go to hell. I prayed. 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 Because through your prayer, God can save them. God can bring them to His knowledge. God can reach out to them. Hallelujah. And save their soul. God can do anything. Hallelujah. Pray Jesus. Hallelujah. God can do anything. Hallelujah, through your prayer, through prayer, and believe God, believe faith, have faith in the Lord, have trust in him, that he will save your family, that he will save anyone in your life that is lost. Pray, pray, pray. That even though you go home in the rapture, hallelujah, you still, your prayers are heard, your prayers are before God the Almighty, and God will answer them when God thinks it's the right time to do so. Don't tell God when to save them. Hallelujah. Don't tell God when to save your family. Just ask Him and say, Lord, I trust you. Je- Lord Jesus, I trust you that you will save my family. Hallelujah. My religious family, my lost family. Hallelujah. And pray, pray, pray. And leave it in the hand of God. And watch what God can do through your prayer, through your faith. Hallelujah. God can do anything, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise God. He's so good. And he is so awesome. We serve such a wonderful God. So let, let me go ahead and say what happened last night. After listening to Brother Shannon about the missile that are coming to head this land, I was in prayer with the Lord last night. And, and, and so I said, Lord, will you confirm to me what you have shown Brother Shannon? Hallelujah. And show me this. And so there was another question that, that, that uh, we talked about this past week. I don't know how many of you can remember this. Where I said, I would like to know how is it that these people in the tribulation will become zombies? Hallelujah. Like the, the Brad Penny movie, uh, World, War, uh, World War C. I believe it is, World War C. World War Zombie. Now they're cutting down the name of a zombie. Hallelujah. So anyway, I, I wanted to know from the Lord... How is it that these people will become zombie, and that's exactly what the Lord showed me last time. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah! And so I will also, we'll see. I thank you for the Hallelujah. And so yeah, I I also asked the Lord. This uh, brother Shannon said that, you know, he didn't know when the missile came from. So the Lord, the Lord takes me out of my body last night, and um, Hallelujah! He he went and, and and you know I was there in the spirit before the Lord. And I said, Lord, the Lord, I said, Lord, uh, you know, what why you showed uh, 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 your son, uh, uh, Jason, Channel Johnson, hallelujah, will you confirm that, I had asked for him before. And he said, yes, I'm going to go ahead. He says to me, the first thing the Lord says to me is, I have shown this to him and many other, many other. So there's other people whom the Lord has shown this mess here in the U.S., this land. Hallelujah. And I said, Lord, you know, when is all this stuff coming and all that? So the Lord said, yes, they are coming. Hallelujah. And the Lord showed them to me coming from North Korea last night. He showed me this missile that are going to hit the U.S. coming from North Korea. I seen how how he took me in the spirit and showed me how the North Korea released this special light. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. This special light missile And let me tell you what the Lord showed me last night. After North Korea released this missile against the U.S., missile that the U.S. think they don't have, let me tell you this, the U.S. right now are completely ignorant that the North Korea has this technology to make this missile so intelligent and so specialized. Let me tell you what happened last night. Last night, this is what the Lord showed me. i seen the North Korea releasing this missile Okay, this missile cannot be caught but but, I, but I, by our radar here, okay, the CIA and FBI I was seeing them going nuts trying to figure out who has sent this missile because they were going off everywhere in the United States, almost everywhere. They was just hitting this lane, boom, an entire city were being destroyed. Hallelujah. And so the FBI and the CIA they were going nuts. Because these missiles, as they came into land, hallelujah, the, the North Koreans have figured out how to deceive the U.S. Uh, raiders. Hallelujah. And I could see that last time. The C.I. were onto their system, the computers, and everything, and it was like they were pulling their hair. How come we don't know where these missiles are coming from? How come our raiders were not able to detect them? Because they they, they have spent, you know, the, the U.S. have been backed there hallelujah, Afghanistan and all these countries, in North Korea, what they've been doing, the scientists, hallelujah, has been uh, really working 24 hours to make this missile. They got a real hit in technology that they were surprised, hallelujah. Hallelujah, this nation. Brothers and sisters, I call you to prayer for this. This is real, they got this technology. And the the US is very ignorant about this technology. They can hit the U.S. and Europe with this missile, and they don't even know who hit them. They will not even know who hit them. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, so I'm calling everyone to pray now. This was a revelation from the Lord Jesus Christ to me last night. As I asked Him to please show me, hallelujah. After, after I heard that, bro, that word from Brother uh, from brother Shannon Johnson, I said, Lord, you know, this word is from you, Lord, Will you confirm this to me. And as the Lord took me out in the spirit, I was standing next to the Lord Jesus, who was speaking to me last night, and took me to show me the North Korea releasing these missiles against the U.S., and the CIA and FBI, when everyone here was going nuts. They were going nuts, hallelujah. The NSA normally knew where did this missile came from, hallelujah. And they were going crazy, the radar here, we're not able to detect this mess. So hallelujah! Praise Jesus. Hallelujah! And, and so let me, let me. Yeah, thank you for that question, Heaven. Uh, uh, that, that question I asked the Lord: Will the, will the rapture, will the rapture happen before this mess hit? And the Lord said, Yes, yes, yes. The, the church will be out of here first, brothers and sisters. It is soon after the rapture. Hallelujah! And let me explain to you what what's been going on with this. Hallelujah. I'm not going to promote aliens teaching here, but I, I am going to say this, and I know a, a lot of people, from John the Baptist, many people will take this video, this idea, and play it in the pro, and that's fine. They can do so. But I want to say this. Hallelujah. The U.S. has been contact with aliens. They have put their trust on aliens, which are demons and principality. And we heard the Catholic Church coming out that they, they, they've been having communication with aliens from from other planets. And the U.S. have been having communication with aliens from other planet. And, and so since since many years ago, the U.S. have been having getting technology from these aliens. They call aliens. And these aliens have deceived the U.S., have told them that Jesus Christ was an alien, that everything that was done in the past, they were aliens, hallelujah, and that they didn't even know they were talking to aliens. They have to see the government here. And that's we hear the separation of church of church, and state here. And, and we see seeing pastors and evangelical people being persecuted in the U.S. Because the, the, the government and all these intelligent people, okay, all these people from Harvard, hallelujah, have been um, talking to aliens. And the alien has been telling them, hallelujah, that Jesus Christ and all of these were aliens too. Until the Christianity were created by aliens to keep the people uh, in harmony, to keep the people in harmony. That's why they say that the 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 aliens created created uh, the evangelical, the religion, created religion. So every we, we all are being are being looked as religious religious by the government. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah! Very deceived, they are very very deceived by Satan and these demons and principality. So is the US and the European country are very deceived by this alien brothers and sisters. by these demons and principality. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And it is so sad, so sad they have told them, hallelujah, that praise Jesus, hallelujah. They told them that that, that uh all these religion have been created by aliens to keep people in harmony. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so brothers and sisters The true is Jesus Christ. The true is is the Lord, hallelujah, God Almighty Jesus, brothers and sisters. And so let's pray for this nation, because, hallelujah, Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, The U.S. uh, journey has been having contact with with aliens, and aliens have told them, has given them technology, which are demons and principality, hallelujah. And praise the Lord, hallelujah, sad to say, hallelujah, that, Uh, The the aliens have told them, which are are the demons and principality, that Jesus Christ was an alien, and that religion has been created by aliens to keep the population in harmony. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Very deceived are the governments in Europe and the United States. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so they have been deceived, brothers and sisters. This is why we need to pray for this nation. North Korea has really... Uh, 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 has been deceived also by the Prince of Darkness Satan had come into North Korea hallelujah He has given the North Korean technology hallelujah for them to come against the u s Satan has shown himself as a friend of Europe and the u s the Prince of darkness. and they have received him they have listened to him, and they have received technology through his demons and principality, which they call aliens, but also because Satan cannot be trusted. He is the father of all lies, Jesus said, and so he has been with the North Korean, giving them the same technology. He has given them technology to deceive all the raiders of the U.S. And, 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 and with the instruction of these alien, which are demons and principality, the North Korean has created these missile that they can be launched into the U.S.
3: And the raider,
2: Hallelujah, of the U.S. cannot detect these missile. And the Lord was showing them to me tonight. I mean, last night, and I—I I was really, I was really shocked by the revelation. But I—I I could see the missile coming into this land and hitting different city. Boom, boom, boom! Just blowing places in pieces. Hallelujah! Going deep into the earth. Hallelujah! Praise Jesus. Hallelujah! Praise Jesus. Hallelujah! And they were just hearing. Hitting different land here, and they will go deep into the land and come up and, and create this huge explosion. Hallelujah. Huge destruction everywhere. People were running from one place to so another. Same thing, uh, Brother Jonathan, Johnson seen. The Lord showed me the following after that. Hallelujah. And so, I saw where these missiles was coming from, and I said, Oh my goodness, Lord. Oh my goodness, this is horrible. This is this is, and so when the U.S. finally was able to, uh, uh, investigate and find out that they were coming for North Korea, they immediately gave the South Korean and the army, the marine that the US has over there, the order to attack the North Korean. And so when when the US hallelujah when the US gave the order for the North Korean to be attacked by the South Korean immediately after the South Korean were launching missile against the North Korean, the North Korean were ready Hallelujah, to blow those missiles in the air and blow all their tanks and everything they have. And, and I saw the South Korean and in the, in the U.S. over there. Hallelujah. They were surprised at how the, the North Korean had technology to blow that technology away in pieces. And, and like, oh my goodness, how are we going to defeat the North Korean now? North Korea is just as a small, a small land. But what they have in technology there, it will deceive the entire world. The entire world will be deceived. They will be surprised. They will be shocked. Because their their scientists, engineers, and all of them have spent years after years and Hallelujah, studying to make these weapons. And Lucifer, the Prince of Darkness, has been there with them, giving them all these secret that, that they he also uh, shared technology through the his demons and principality co aliens. With the U.S. and Europe. And because he knows exactly what they have, he has given them technology, hallelujah, technology to deceive the U.S. and Europe. And the U.S. and Europe will be, the, will be hit by North Korea in such a way that they will not believe it. They will be shocked. I was seeing that last night. And I was shocked myself. My goodness, what a surprise. And I'm thinking, how small North Korea, hallelujah, North Korea is, how big the U.S. is, how big Europe is, and Europe Europe, and the United States were under fire by North Korea. I, I was shocked. How can this be? You know, I thought there would be some Russian involvement in this. Russia was not even involved in that. It was all North Korea taking out the U.S. and Europe. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked because I think how big this nation is. I know how big this nation is. How prepared this nation is. Hallelujah. Look what happened in World War II. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so I understand what the word of God now, what God's been saying to us here. And through his prophet, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Through his prophet to this nation to prepare and seek him because the destruction is coming. The destruction is coming because the prince of darkness, hallelujah, has been going to North Korea and giving them all these secrets. Because the, the prince of darkness, his principality, have, have been speaking to the U.S. and in Europe, and they've been thinking they've been speaking to, to to aliens, and they don't understand that those aliens that they're communicating with are not aliens, that they? think from other from other places are demons in principality that Satan has sent. Hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Hallelujah! And so the dollar will collapse for sure. Yes, because of all this damage, what do you think is going to happen? Hallelujah! Praise Jesus, Hallelujah! Destruction is coming, brothers and sisters, it, it, and it's close, and it's close. It is so close, brothers and sisters. I want to tell you this, Hallelujah! I told the people how uh, over a month ago the Lord showed me what was coming, and I and, and and the Spirit I could discern it was three days away before it comes. Then the Lord again, Hallelujah! Show me, uh, uh, God news so I had to leave it to the Lord. I don't make decision. I prayed. I wait on to see what the Lord tells me. and He tells me yes, I just I just listen to Him. Hallelujah. And so, then after that, two weeks after that, Hallelujah. I was able to discern this death, Hallelujah. It was it, it was two days and two days in the spirit. All this stuff was coming. Hallelujah. And, and last night I had, I had this assurance in my spirit that this stuff is a day in the spirit of wait. Hallelujah! Again, you, it's hard for you to compare time in the spirit to now because remember, in the spirit there's no time, there's no timing, and the spirit we have timing here. We are suggested the timing here, but not in the spirit. But what what that the Lord has been giving me is is very is closer now than what it was two months ago. Hallelujah! And the Lord has been saying His coming is soon. So I immediately I asked the Lord as they brought me out of that vision, and I said, Lord. Are uh, we going to see this? Hallelujah! And so what the Lord says to me, what He was showing me, Hallelujah, was the beginning of the tribulation. But we, the Bride of Christ, we're not going to see this. That means the Lord's going to take us out before this. And the Lord saying, "This is close, brothers and sisters. This is close." Hallelujah! My goodness, imagine that, brothers and sisters. How close this stuff is. It's really. That's why I said we're going to have a great program tonight, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Because, hallelujah, my goodness, we're so close for, for all these things to start happening. Hallelujah. Revelation 9-2 says, hallelujah, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by the reason of the smoke of the pit. I have seen this in the revelation the Lord gave me once. That smoke of the pit, as those those demons were released, and the evil, hallelujah, that that is going to bring, hallelujah! It, it, it was just surprising, and, and I remember the angel that was showing this to me. They said to me, "Woe to the people that dwell on the earth, hallelujah! Woe to the people that dwell on the earth," They said to me, hallelujah! And I said, "Wow!" And then the furnace was open, and I said, "My goodness, this 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 is this is tremendous! This is really, hallelujah!" the, the the tribulation is about to start, brothers and sisters. So it's closer now. It's closer now. That's why the Lord has been telling his people, get ready to go home, to be going home, because all this stuff is closed. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. All this stuff, hallelujah, is close and it's very close. Hallelujah. Revelation 8 12 says, And the four angels sounded, a third part of the sun was smitten, the third part of the moon. And the third part of the stars. So the third part of them was darkened. And the third day, Shana. And that night likewise. Hallelujah. So this this stuff, hallelujah, it is really coming, Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, it's going. Uh, yes, I believe so there come of the Lord Jesus. I believe that the men of sin, hallelujah, the Lord will reveal it. But in the tribulation. See a lot of the things that people are not hearing from us, like these these, these uh, demons like look like humans, when you see them in the tribulation, they are going to look for what they look. The veil of people's eyes is coming down. They're coming down, and you're going to see them for whom they are. They will not be able to hide themselves from you. They will not be able. Hallelujah. And so this is what's coming, brothers and sisters. They are hiding from you now. But not for too long. Not for too long. The true nature, because that's the true nature, the evil nature is going to be revealed soon, brothers and sisters. So you, hallelujah, pray Jesus, hallelujah, But we won't be here to see all that stuff. Hallelujah. The Lord has shown this to me so I can tell the people to prepare. People have to make a decision whether they want to go home and wait for Jesus. Hallelujah. And the rapture, or, or, or they're gonna stay and encounter all this mess over here in this land. Hallelujah! They're gonna have to see all this stuff. They're gonna have to see their house be blown to pieces. Hallelujah! Now listen to this. Remember the question that I had. Hallelujah! I had a question, and it was, How is it that these people will turn into zombie? Hallelujah! World War C. Hallelujah! And the Lord, Hallelujah! Show me. Hallelujah. A virus that is going to be made that will turn people into zombie. I believe North Korea had this virus. Hallelujah. But I could be wrong because I've seen that it was released in the land, in the United States and Europe, a virus that has to do with the with the DNA of human beings. It's, it's going to somehow... Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. It's going to somehow... Hallelujah. Uh, uh damage hallelujah. Damage the, the the DNA of human beings. And so what I can compare it to is this. Let me go into the word now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God God is so good. God is so awesome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I, this program is it's people are gonna love this program. Some people are gonna play it over and over. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, man, God is so good, hallelujah. God is so awesome. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Revelation 13, I believe it is, when when it talks about the IFID, which is the mark of the beast, hallelujah. So I believe the mark of the beast, hallelujah, and this virus, it's, it's like it goes hand to hand because it has to do with, with the DNA of human being, hallelujah. A uh, being a uh, being hallelujah Uh a uh, being damaged somehow, hallelujah. Praise Jesus hallelujah. Yeah yeah that that yeah. Praise Jesus hallelujah. I'm talking uh, yes thank you for that. Come of the Lord Daniel two or two said and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake and some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. That's good, hallelujah. What I believe is Revelation thirteen now. Hallelujah. I would have to really seek it out going and go Hallelujah. But Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. And so Revelation 13:14 said, Hallelujah. Let me see. Hallelujah. 16. And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and born, to receive a mark on the forehand and on the uh, and on the uh uh under hand and on the forehead. So that that, that no man might buy or sell, however, that, that he that has the mark of the name of the beast and the number of his name, he is the wisdom lay hand that hath understanding count on the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six, 3 quarter six. Now, what I want to say in regard to that is this. Okay, let me look up the other verse real quick. Hallelujah. Because I want to make a comment in regard to that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And it's Revelation twenty. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Revelation 24, I believe. And I saw throne and those, and them that set up unto them. Judgment was given unto them. And I saw the soul of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither have received his mark on the upon their forehead or on their hand, and they live and reign with Christ a thousand years. Hallelujah. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Hallelujah. Blessed is the Holy One, he that hath part in the first resurrection. In such, the second dead has no power, but they should be priests of God and Christ and to reign with We're here in 1,000 years. Now, what am I coming out with this? I'm going to explain this now for a minute. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, the second death, hallelujah, is the death that the Lord wants us to overcome. And if you have that mark of the beast, it's clear, you will not overcome the second death. So somehow, that mark of the beast ruins your DNA, some part of you that it ruins you so deep in your life, that you cannot overcome the second death. Hallelujah. It's like you lose the seal of the Holy Spirit somehow. You lose, hallelujah, any part of God in you, hallelujah, with, the, with, with this thing, because you have no power to overcome. See, when you are saved, you get the seal of the Holy Spirit. And with that seal, hallelujah, yes, with that seal, hallelujah, With that seal of the Holy Spirit, you can overcome anything. Satan cannot never overcome you with that seal if you stay with the Lord, if you stay faithful to the Lord. But if you get this mark, you don't have that seal anymore. So you cannot overcome the second death. So it it, somehow ruins your DNA. It ruins you as a person. Hallelujah. Now, what the Lord showed me last night was the virus that ruins the person's DNA and they turn into zombie right away. And, and, and so because I've seen thousands and millions, hundreds of thousands and millions of zombies in the tribulation, in different locations, when the Lord has taken me there, I have always wondered, how did they turn zombie? Hallelujah. Yeah. And I believe Satan has given the beast, his son, okay, and, and this alien, which are principally, you know, the the, the, the key and how to ruin people's DNA. They have this virus that the Lord showed me that will be released in the tribulation. They have it right now. Right now, they haven't left this virus. I seen it last night. I seen the virus. Hallelujah. And I seen when the virus will be released in the tribulation. Sooner it starts, this virus will be released in the tribulation. And people, this virus, all they have to do is sm- like kind of smell it in the air. It goes into people's body, and it ruins their DNA. But I believe the key of this virus is, 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 the, is the RFID ship, the mark of the beast. I truly believe that. Because in order for, neuter, for your for your DNA to be changed, you cannot be saved, because you got the seal of the Holy Spirit. How many agree, agree with me on this? I believe that. Because I'm, I'm talking about because of what the Lord revealed to me last night. About this virus. That it changes people's DNA and they turn into zombies. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So my advice. That, remember the advice of Chu Thomas before the Lord took a home back in April? Anyone remember back in uh, uh, February when we were talking about the market, of the beast and all that? Chu Thomas put out a letter from the Lord. And the, and, and the Lord told Chu Thomas, this is what I want you to tell my people. I want you to tell my people this word. That no matter what they have to go through, it is better for them for the neck to be caught. Hallelujah. Beheaded. Yes, even Kevin Mirazi too. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. Labby. The Lord says it is better for you to be beheaded. It is better for you to starve hungry. It is better for you to whatever you have to go through, that you do not get this RFID ship. Because it is the mark of the beast. Didn't you Thomas say this yes or not? That word came strike from Jesus Christ. It came the Lord confirmed that word to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Understand what's at stake here, brothers and sisters. Hello, your DNA will be changed with this RFID ship. And the devil has the Prince of Darkness who is speaking with our government through his principalities and demons, which they go aliens, which they are trusting. Because they have trusted in this alien. And the alien have told them that Jesus Christ was an alien. And he has given pre- and these aliens have created a religion to keep the population in harmony, which is a total lie of Satan. He's never going to tell them the truth for sure. You know that, brothers and sisters. Satan will never, so they are trusting. Now, I can- I'm going to tell you deeper things tonight. And some of you are going to be blown away. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Lord, help me to to say what you what, what you have revealed to me, Lord Jesus, Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to say thanks tonight that are going to blow people away. I'm going to wait a little bit longer, Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. Now, Hallelujah. I want to stick explaining the IFID. The IFID, Hallelujah. As the Lord has shown people in dreams, in many revelations. See, when the Lord spoke to me about this message coming to the yes, the Lord says to me, he, he revealed this to John Johnson and has revealed it to many other people, many other prophets, his servants. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, the Lord has been warning his people that this is coming. Whether people believe it or not, whether people receive it or not, it has been the Lord doing so. Hallelujah. Now, People have to make their own decision. Hallelujah. People have made their own decision. Now, what the Lord is, is, is really uh, emphasizing to his bride and focusing the bride on him, because he is coming for us. He is coming for his bride. Hallelujah. I will say that tonight will be one of my greatest programs here in the Lord Tower, because the information that I will be releasing to the people are going to be shocking. Hallelujah. But it's all true. You can pray about it. Hallelujah. And the Lord, hallelujah, the Lord wants His people to be ready. He wants His people to go home with Him. Remember what the Lord says to me three weeks ago. He wants to take home the least. The least. Hallelujah. If you can understand what He meant by that, how many of you can understand by that? If you are repenting to the Lord, He wants to take you home. Hallelujah! He wants to take you home if you are repenting to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are repenting to Him, that means you are humbling yourself. Hallelujah! He wants to take home the least, those that are that are believing Him, that are repenting. Hallelujah! Those that are coming like in the last minute. Hallelujah! He wants to take you home. He don't want you to stay for this tribulation, brothers and sisters. He don't want you to take. A, he don't want you to be a day or an hour in the tribulation. None. Because these missiles are coming. The North Koreans are ready to launch it. All they have to do is press a button. And they know. They know. Hallelujah. Now if you if you go on YouTube and, and watch and hear what the North Koreans have said about the US and the other in the other country, you'll get a sense and idea that they got something secret that the rest of the world don't have. Hallelujah. And the Prince of the Prince of Darkness has given them Dex technology. Hallelujah. As he as he had hallelujah, as he had deceived this nation through his alien teaching and technology. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus Hallelujah. Praise Jesus Hallelujah. So Hallelujah. Satan is not to be trusted. I wish the, the US and Europe would know this. That Satan is not to be trusted, but they have trusted him. They have received his alien teaching, his alien technology. Satan has sent his principality looking like alien, round hair, long neck. He hasn't had a meeting with them secret. He's giving them this technology. Hallelujah. But Satan Satan is not to be played with. He knows exactly what he was doing. Hallelujah. He knew exactly what he was doing. What a, why do you think he, he, he asked the court about the, the he wouldn't push to the court the separation of church and state? Why do you think they did that for, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. Oh, brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You, you want to be out of here. I'm telling you, you want to be out of here. The devil is practically running the nation. The Lord Jesus is in control of it. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. It's so sad. It is so sad what is happening closed door. They having the prince of darkness teach them like an alien, and they have believed them, just like the North Korean have, hallelujah, and the Russians have, and all these other countries, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's why they, they don't want no Christianity in the government, because they know uh, what Satan had asked them is this, for them, as they come in Asian, either FBI or, or CIA, to sign the sword to Satan. That's one of the requirements he I asked them for. And the government has complied. Brothers and sisters, it's so sad. It is so sad what's been happening. Hallelujah. See, I, I d not want to say it, but I have to say the information must go out. You see how he made himself a friend to them, but he had required them to do this, to sign their soul to him. Hallelujah. And they have. They have. Every single one of them had signed their soul to him. Hallelujah. It's so sad, brothers and sisters. When I asked this of the Lord, the Lord said, Yes, my son. He said, Yes. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You see why Why the Lord has taught so many of us not to be part of the government in, in that area? Because you will have to sign your soul to the devil, it is a requirement. Some people in the government have already the IFID ship on, on their hand. Some business people already have the IFID ship. Hallelujah, and the dangerous of getting that ship, they don't understand. The Lord Jesus Christ gave that word to our dear sister to Thomas, before he took her home. that last word to Thomas knew that was the last word from the Lord she will ever get before the Lord would take her home and went and put out the word in obedience to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, keep me in prayer. This information, Satan, of course, they're not wanting that information now. But I have to seek the Lord about this. Hallelujah. And I have put out the information. Keep keep me and my family in prayer. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. The evil, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. That's been going on. It It is just so sad. So sad. Prayed about this. Prayed. Prayed. Seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Seek the Lord, because what's happening out there, brothers and sisters, is very serious. This is life and death. Life and death. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Life and death is what's going on out there. Hallelujah. And, of course, the devil did not want this information out, but he's locked up in, in a cell in hell until the tribulation with his principality. So there's nothing he can do about There's nothing he can do about stopping this information from going out. But this has been his secret weapon for many years and this government has been listening to the prince of darkness having meeting with him believing his alien teaching receiving his alien technology having meeting with them on an occasion the lord took me into one of the cia building and i seen the alien technology which is demons and principality technology from the from the from the heavenly places which i've been also up there and i seen this technology up there the lord in his mercy have taken me, hallelujah, have taken me out there to see this. And as he took me to one of the CIA buildings, I saw them using this technology that they can implant this ship into a, person, into a person's brain, and they, and they can control that person's brain with this technology that I saw. And I saw the CIA through a computer. They, they have put this ship in, in a human brain, and they could see through that person's eyes they can hear to that person's ears, and they can control that, that person's thoughts. And I was blown away when the Lord took me there to show this to me. Hallelujah. He, I was blown away, brothers and sisters. Blown away. With the technology they have. Hallelujah. This, this, this is bad. This is bad. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. This is bad what's happening. Bad, brothers and sisters. This is why the Lord says to me, he revealed this to Brother Shannon, and he has revealed it to, me, to, to many prophets, many of his servants. Many. Yes, many are afraid to speak it out. Many are very afraid. Hallelujah. They are very afraid. Hallelujah. Very afraid. Hallelujah. Yes, because they don't want the government to go. You know, I, I, you know, the Lord is protected me for sure. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. But, you know, the Lord has shown me last year. I remember last year, before the year was over, the Lord showed me that the FBI wanted to arrest me. For the information I've been putting out. So I pray and pray and pray and the Lord was able to, hallelujah, not allow them to do so. Hallelujah. But they want to arrest me. They don't want this. The devil don't want this information going out. The Lord showed me two or three times being arrested by the FBI because of this information. They do not want this information out. Please keep me in prayer. I will ask the Lord to send ten, twenty thousand 20,000 angels to keep me protected in my house and all that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because I was wondering, if I get arrested, how am I going to praise God's word? Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So I, I don't want to go to jail for sure. But the truth must go out. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. They they don't believe in that. They can manipulate the system, the court. Hallelujah. They can keep people accused of something for years in prison. My my brother, my flesh brother, works in the state of New Jersey. They can arrest someone, throw them in prison for years. That person don't see the the light of the day. They don't see a judge until they care for. Hallelujah. They they will not see a judge until they care for. Hallelujah. That's what they do. They they, they throw you in there, they throw your paperwork away. Hallelujah. No no family can will be allowed to go see you. Every time your family my brother was telling me I ask for people to go see them, they say stay looks the other way. The control is already out there. The devil is really using these people. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So I hope that the Lord will will keep me protected. Hallelujah. Praise. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But they, 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 they are going. They're getting away with so many stuff. They're doing. Hallelujah. Praise God. But the rapture is so close. We're going to be out of here, brothers and sisters. Our time to go home is very, very close. And the people that the Lord is speaking to them, they know exactly what the Lord is telling them. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm on my way. I'm on my way for my people. Hallelujah. It's close, brothers and sisters, very close. But this judgment is coming. It's coming, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Ephesians 4, 18 says, Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through so the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. Hallelujah. See, because of the, bl- the 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 blindness of their heart, the devil is using everything he has against them. Because they don't want to see. They're blind. Their hearts are blind. Hallelujah. So the devil takes advantage of that. He takes advantage of that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, he's so good. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Romans eleven ten. Let let their let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see and bow down and their backs always. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Their eyes are already darkened. Hallelujah. It's already darkness. Hallelujah. And their eyes. Darken. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Romans 121. For when they knew God, they neither glorify him as God. Nor were thankful. But because the bane of their imagination and their foolish heart was darkened. Hallelujah. Pray those that seek to do evil and they, they and they seek the advice of the Prince of Darkness will stay in darkness for sure. Hallelujah. The Prince of Darkness is given them the IFID ship with this secure technology, they say. And they're about to release it any day. Hallelujah. We know that that the IFID has been approved by the Senate. And everyone been asking, how, how come we have not seen the IFID on the street? They got this one IFID made by the federal government, which they say is it, 100% secure. The devil has given them the secret, supposedly, the aliens. And, and so they're going to release it. But what's in that IFID ship is what the devil is not telling them there is then there. there. They, of course, they're getting the technology from the, from the demons and principality. But what they're not getting... But they don't understand that it's in the i f i d ship is what's gonna ruin the person's DNA. that's why the Lord gave Chutama that word before the Lord took her home that last word that was that was Chutama last word from the Lord for his people hallelujah last word for his people for his people the people not to get the i f i d ship not to get it, no matter what they pull you through if you end up staying in the, the tribulation. And you know that without an RFID chef, you cannot buy or sell. You cannot go to work or you cannot go shopping. It is better for you to die in hunger. Or it is better for you to eat from the garbage for seven years. Hallelujah. Until they behead you or something. Hallelujah. Then get in that RFID chef. I'm telling you, the Lord, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. The Lord has shown me deep late into the tribulation, almost by the end of the seventh year, people said I cannot take this anymore. And people were giving up to the IFID ship. They were just giving up to the Mark of the Beast. They said, no, I cannot take this anymore. I'm not going to keep eating from the garbage. I'm not going to keep e- e- eating uh, wild berry and wild apples and stuff like that. I cannot take it anymore. And people were just giving up. Hallelujah. And just put it here. Put it in my hand or put it on my forehead. They didn't care no more. Hallelujah. I'm telling you people, warn other people on on your Facebook, and your YouTube, put out video. Advise people. Do not take the RFID. Take two Thomas' Thomas word. Take two Thomas' word. Go back to her website and take her word from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And make a video about it. Do whatever you can to tell people. Look what the Lord gave to Thomas before he took her home. Do not take the IFID ship. Do not, do not, do not, do not. It's very important. Hallelujah. They're ready. They got all the all the all the team. They have all the stuff ready. All the boxes. Well, they're gonna bury people. Hallelujah. They have them ready. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. They have all the stuff ready. Hallelujah. To bury people. Hallelujah. So behave people right away, bury them. They have bags ready for that. They have buying all kinds of stuff from China by thousands. Hallelujah. And they're in the U.S. land already ready for these people, hallelujah, who stay behind. There will be billions of people staying behind. Hallelujah. And there will be billions of, of, of zombies around. People who stay around, hallelujah, will have to live with this zombie chasing them. These zombies are going to chase you. Hallelujah. The zombies are going to chase you to try to eat you alive. Hallelujah. Just as you saw that zombie in Miami eating the other men alive, the same thing will happen. Zombie will be eating people alive. Hallelujah. There's a virus, hallelujah, already set up, set up by the governments to be released. Hallelujah. Where people are going to turn zombie. Hallelujah. And all they're going to do is go about eating other people. That's all. They don't care for nothing else but just eating meat, 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 everything that is before them. And people will be had to be running away from them. Hallelujah. Running away from these zombies coming. It's coming, brothers and sisters. And it is so close. And I hope that I know that this tonight has is gonna be one of the greatest programs I have made about this. And I hope this program will keep will keep on being put through other program, release the information released through other program. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you this is coming, and it's going to be a world, worldwide virus. I saw how the virus was released in the U.S last night and in Europe, and then to the rest of the world, and people could not understand how can someone be so evil to release that kind of virus. hallelujah, There's much evil down here. Just think about them listening to Lucifer, to the Prince of Darkness, to his principality who called himself aliens it have come around ship and all that. Illusions of Satan. Okay? And the government are sitting in, in closets, in rooms, in office, sitting down with them, talking with them. And the aliens are bringing information from the heavenly places of the demons to give out to our government. And our government has been using this technology. Hallelujah. Don't you? Why do you think your computer breaks down so much? Why Why does your computer take so much virus? Because that technology they're getting from the demons and principalities is poor. It's a poor, bad technology. It breaks down. Hallelujah! All this technology we have has to come down from them. It's poor technology, evil technology. The Lord has told holy, holy people. I don't want to, the Lord has told holy, holy people. Of his. I do not want to see you open a computer or ever being on Facebook or nothing like that. It's all of the devil. The Lord has told them. It's all of the devil. And some people have written this to me. He said, Brother Elvie, this is what the Lord told me about Facebook. It's all of the devil. The Lord has said to me, I said, yes, it is. I, I, yes, it is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Very few people are listening to the Lord. Very few. But those that are listening to the Lord cannot go on a, on a computer. Hallelujah. cannot go on a computer because the Lord has told them that computer is of the devil. Everything in there, the software, everything is of the devil. It came from all these aliens, uh, principality. Hallelujah. The abomination on Facebook has been, they, they, they have come against the name of Jesus Christ on Facebook. How many times have they come against the word of God on Facebook? Hallelujah. They have tr- they have tried to ban uh, the believing in Christ on Facebook. People have sent, excuse me, email from Facebook that they have received that, that Facebook themselves, which has been bought by Google a long time ago, hallelujah, removed all these Google companies and all of this are Evil, 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 evil. The devil is behind all of them. Hallelujah. Sad, sad. They look at us like ignorance. Okay? Because the alien have told them that religion may be made by aliens. so that They have believed. They, see, it's logical for them to believe the alien and not God. See, it's logical. They, everything is logic to them. So it's logical for them to believe these demons and principality. Hallelujah. It's logical. Hallelujah. But it's unlogical to believe God because you have to walk by faith. Hallelujah. To believe a God that you don't see, they say. Hallelujah. So it's unlogical. But it's logical for them to believe those aliens that they see, and they sit down with them and talk with them, and they can see the face. They can see the prince of evil Satan sitting with them in a chair. Okay. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so that's logical, Father. That's logical. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Because the Lord Jesus Christ, and for anyone to see the Lord has to have a pure heart. That's, that's one of the requirements. Hallelujah. And it's Matthew 5, 8. Blessings are the pure heart because they will see God. Anyone wants to see God has to have a pure heart. Hallelujah. This is no way around with God. So God is not going to show himself to someone that easy. He, he he could do it in His mercy. He had done it for thousands of years in His mercy. God can do anything. Hallelujah. God can do anything. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord can do anything. Hallelujah. I will not limit God to anything because God can do anything. Hallelujah. And so Jesus, people have seen Jesus walking in the in His flesh down here by the mercy of God. God God's saving them through His Son. The Lord coming to save them, Hallelujah, because he's the only way to the Father, brothers and sister. Hallelujah. He's the only way now, to Catholic people, the Paul saying that the the Catholic Church saying that they've been speaking with aliens, having communication with aliens, doesn't that make you wonder? Come on, someone have to think for a minute. I believe that you have to think about this. Catholic Church saying that they're talking to aliens. And what are aliens, demons, and principality? So why is the country church? They 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 call themselves the leaders in religion, the leader in in, in 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 with God supposedly, the representative of God. What are they doing talking to aliens? When when they are principality of God, are Satan? I'm sorry. Hallelujah. and receiving order and instruction for them and all that. Bye, brothers and sisters. The devil has lied to so many. He has to see so many down here. And they think they're right. They think they're right. The government, our government thinks they're right because they're speaking with aliens. See, in See The secret door. And they're getting all kinds of technology from aliens. And all kinds of communications and software and this and that. Back and forth every day they're having communication with aliens. So they think they're right. They think every religious person, every Christian person, it, it, it's just... It's just You know, religion has been given by aliens to keep everyone in harmony. Hallelujah. At the sea from Satan. Hallelujah. We know that he's the father, Jesus said, of all eyes. He's the father. Hallelujah. How can then him being the father of all eyes, how can they sit there and listen to him? Because they don't receive the gospel. Hallelujah. They don't receive Hallelujah! Praise Jesus, hallelujah. They don't receive the gospel. If they will receive the gospel of Jesus Christ, they will believe in the true and the Messiah and Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hall- they will receive Jesus, but because they know, hallelujah, they don't receive Him now, hallelujah. They, they abide, they stay in the sin, and they're not free. Hallelujah. They're not free, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus said it in John 8:42. Jesus said unto them, If God were your Father, ye would love me, for I proceed from forth and come from Him. Neither I came on myself, but He sent me. Hallelujah! You see, if if if, if there were a God, they would believe Jesus. They would believe His gospel. They would believe His word. Jesus said, Hallelujah! Why did ye not understand my speech? Jesus said to them. Even because ye cannot hear my word. They cannot hear. Hallelujah. They have ears, but they cannot hear, the Bible says. They cannot. Because they have chosen to whom believe. Now listen to what Jesus says with love and care. Listen to our loving Jesus. Ye are of your father the devil. And the loss of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And above Hallelujah, and not in truth. because there is no truth in him when he speaketh of lies, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and a father of a... Not only he's a liar, he is a father of a lie. Any lie come from him. He's the root of every lie. Satan is the root of every lie because there's no truth in him. Hallelujah. So imagine these these, these government. Sitting down with these aliens, which are demons and principality from Satan. Receiving all kinds of technology and instruction from them. All eyes and deceivers, what they're receiving. Hallelujah. Oh, man, oh, man, it's so sad, so sad, brothers and sisters. Pray that, me, that ye may be found worthy, Jesus said. Pray. Pray. Do not stop praying. Pray that you may be found worthy to escape. Pray, brothers and sisters, for your soul. Pray for your family souls to be saved. Pray. Stick with your family. Stick to those that you know. Hallelujah. With Jesus, that you may be that you may escape. Hallelujah for your life. Hallelujah. Verse forty-five. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. See, you you can sit down with your government. You can sit down with any of these people and tell them the truth. They will not believe you. They will not because you don't make sense to them. It makes sense to you that are saved. But, you you know, their lies from Satan don't make sense to us. But what we say that is true from God, it don't make sense to them. Hallelujah. Because if you sit down with them and you tell them that you believe in God, you know Jesus is the true and the way to the Father, the first thing they tell you is uh, that you went to college. Well, I have a couple of years in college this and now I only have this in college. They said, well, you're not prepared to make that kind that kind of assumption. You you're not wise enough. You you don't have the the the, the study for you to make that assumption. Do you do you, do you have a do you have a, a, a doctorate degree in in hallelujah in the Bible? Hallelujah. And this and that hallelujah. And, and so they, they they they'll require you all this stuff. You have to have a doctorate degree in the Bible. you have to go to Harvard school and study all these things. That they require you for for you to speak about God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My 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 brother, who 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 heard about God, who was brought to church when he was little, after he went to law school here in New Jersey. Hallelujah. He became an atheist. He became an atheist. He believed in evolution. After he did, because all these professors and all these people in college taught him about evolution and all this and all that and, and they bring you this proof and they bring you that and, 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 you know and so they deceive people who behind all this Satan Satan is behind all this so me who don't don't have much college I had I, I didn't I didn't really went to college to study and you know, my, my brother dead so when I go to New Jersey to visit my family I sit down with him and we we talk about all this stuff it's hard for me and so the Lord has to use me and touch them. For him to understand, because that's the only way. Because he went to law school, he went to law school here in the U.S. He knows. He thinks he knows. He studied. He went to law. He studied law. He studied this. He studied that. You know, he 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 is a he is someone that can, that can make uh, uh uh that can think logically. They say, Hallelujah. He's younger than mine, than nine. Hallelujah. He's younger than nine, and, and and so this is the way these people think. He became an atheist, someone who, who was brought to church when he was little, whose eyes saw miracle from God. People being healed, all kinds of stuff. Hallelujah. Now he, he has logic in his mind from law school. Hallelujah. Those are the people that think logic, they say. No, my brothers and sisters, the devil has deceived them. Hallelujah. That's what happens here. Hallelujah. Verse 46. Which of you convinced me of sin, said Jesus to them. And if I say the truth, why did you not believe me? See, it's something that Jesus asked him. I want you to look inside you. Hallelujah. I want you to look inside you, yourself, and tell me, why don't you believe me? See, the question leads you to yourself. This question, which of you can convince me of sin? Okay, if I'm wrong, Jesus is saying to them. Prove it. Please prove it to me. Here I am. Prove me that I'm wrong, he said to the rabbis. To them that are so intelligent. Hallelujah. Com- convince me of sin, Jesus says today. Because according to the law, Jesus was not guilty. So he says, why? What they knew was the law. Go ahead with all your study, with all your law, convince me of sin. They cannot do that. Now look what he says. And if I, I'm saying the truth, why do you not believe me? Now look inside yourself and tell me who's wrong. Jesus is so smart. He's always right. That's why he's he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's always right. Hallelujah. Look inside yourself. Hallelujah. Why do you believe me? There has to be something in you. Hallelujah. That, that is not right. Something in you that is not right, that is not true. There is no true in that. Hallelujah. There is no true. Because when someone do not believe Christ, when someone do not believe the word, someone, that someone has no peace inside them. No true peace. They can claim they want peace, but they have no peace inside themselves. That's why they're going for the of peace. Oh, let's sign the peace agreement. Let's send Kerry to, 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 to go speak with Abbas or the Palestinian leader. And hey, let's get this peace signed up. Let's, let's get this stuff ready. Let's sign the seven-year peace with, 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 with between the Jewish and the Palestinians. Let's sign. Let's sign this seven-year peace. Let's get Kerry over there. Let's just send him over there. Let's put all kinds of money behind him. Let's get this peace really signed. Because that, that's what the beast is looking for, a seven-year Year, peace ready. Read the Bible. Hallelujah. He's looking for that. He wants that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He wants that. They're gonna do a three and a half first. They're gonna, they're looking for that three and a half until the three and other half comes. Hallelujah. See the first three and a half, they're gonna look through that to the leaders. The second three three and a half is gonna come be the antichrist. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So, soon as the bride of Christ is out of here, this peace treaty will be signed. Will be signed. They are already looking right now, okay, at what compromise. Okay, the U.S. is doing this already. These people here are doing this. And they're sitting down with Benjamin Netanyahu, looking to what compromise they can come with, where Israel can sign the three first and a half uh, peace treaty. Between Israel and the Palestinians. But the UN want Israel to give East Jerusalem, part of East Jerusalem, Palestinian. That is never going to happen. Netanyahu has said, Israel will give up no land. No land. Especially Jerusalem. That's not going to come. Hallelujah. That's not going to come. That's peace treaty. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Will be signed. We know that because the Bible says... They were signed that three first three years and a half. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah! But Hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Hallelujah! You see who who is the one pushing them forward? You hear that? You see what happened to Kerry's wife? He he should have not been. In, he should have not. Yes, Kerry should have not been going to 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 the, to the to the to Abbas now, to the Palestinian leader now, to try to get the three and a half sign now. But the 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 beast over here. Oh. You know he Carry has an excuse. My wife is sick. My wife is going through this sickness now so Carry should have should have been in the hospital with his wife. His wife is sick. That should have been a reason enough for him to take time from work. They don't even really want him to take this time. This man is really is still heartbroken for what happened to his wife. You can see it in his face. Look at the news. Look at Carry's face. He's so heartbroken for what happened to his wife. He do not want to be over there. Who wants to be in the Middle East when your wife is sick in the U.S.? Who wants to be no doing that? Come on. That's his wife he loves. Hallelujah. But the beast is pushing him. Come on, come on. Time is of the Get this stuff signed. Get it signed, get it signed, get it signed. Because the beast somehow thinks that the Jewish people are giving land. Land. And so, you know, I heard of the Jewish people compromising some land. To the Palestinian, someone was telling me that they heard some of the land that the Jewish people want to give the Palestinians, but I don't think they will give part of Jerusalem, which that's what the uh, Palestinians want. But if the Palestinians agree to sign the peace treaty, not getting East Jerusalem, hallelujah, then it gives the Jewish people the authority to bring down the Dome of the Rock. I believe that. I believe this is the way. Through this peace treaty, the Jewish people will get, hallelujah, the permission to to, to build uh, the third temple and remove the Dome of the Rock. I believe it's going to happen through there. This is what I believe. Hallelujah. Because there has to be some compromise. Now, someone's had, a, a, I believe it was a dream or a vision, where the Palestinian, hallelujah, in the dream, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, he saw that the, that once they signed the peace treaty, this person saw in in a dream I think it was, or in a vision I can't remember exactly which way he saw it, that the Palestinian after they were signing the peace treaty, the Palestinian agreed that the Dome of the Rock must come down for the third temple to be built. They agreed. They they were actually in agreement with that. I. You know, we say we don't see that, but a lot of things are going to change in this tribulation, brothers and sisters. And things are going to change quick, real, real quick. I think that once the Jewish people don't see the protection of the U.S., hello, once the U.S. get bombed by North Korea, once they, see, they don't see the protection and European protection like they have it right now, the Germans are protecting them. The U.S. is protecting Israel. I believe that once they don't see that protection, they will be more willing to sign the peace really quick because the Arab can see an open door for them to come and attack. There will be a war in Israel. Hallelujah. There will be a war in Israel for sure. The Lord showed that to me. And the Lord showed me he's going to fight with the Jewish people. I remember the Lord taking me there in a vision. And I saw the Lord in the air with this only specialized plane that Israel had that they took out for the first time. No, Not this F-15 that they love from the U.S. They've been having those planes for a long time, since the 70s. And this war that is coming, Israel will not use much of this uh, uh, F-15 that they love from the U.S. They have taken those F-15, they have modified them, and they have made them their own plane. They have called them the plane of Israel. It was a gift from the U.S. in the '70s, so they love those planes. But they have come out with their own plane, okay? And so uh, they're going to use the the, the new planes in this world war with in this war with the with the Palestinian. I believe Iran and all these countries, like the Lord show me, are going to play a great a great part in this upcoming uh, fight. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. But, you know, the devil, the prince of darkness, is with this country now, a, a was before the Lord put him in hell, leading this country. I believe, and I said this to someone, I believe now, I believe this revival is a, it's going to start any day. I feel something in the year about this revival that is coming. I believe this revival from God will come any day, because it is just a short, short time before the rapture happens, the revival has to go, brothers and sisters, hallelujah! Any day, it has to happen. Any day, this revival. I believe this moment of God, hallelujah, which is going to happen quick. This is not a long revival. This will be a quick revival. I believe this revival. The Lord is comparing it to the time of Esther. They have a, a I believe it was a fourteen days celebration, hallelujah. So I believe this revival is a two weeks or so, something like Esther. Someone said Esther back a few months ago about the revival that is coming. Someone was saying the time of Esther and I and I think they celebrated for fourteen days after the Jewish people were, were were released hallelujah from 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 the power of Haman. Haman that tried to kill them. So that I believe the same time that was given to the Jewish people back then to celebrate, which was a huge, you can go back to the book of Esther and read the celebration. I believe the revival has a lot to do with with the celebration of Esther. And it will basically, some people are calling it the the last rain. The Lord is saying to them, the the last rain. Other people call them uh, the the last moment of God. Hallelujah. Uh, The tsunami is being stopped by the Lord right now. So um, if the Lord would have have gave the tsunami a go-ahead, right now, uh, we would have been uh, suffering from that tsunami. They would already stop, but it has been hold back now, the Lord stopped the tsunami, hallelujah, he put his hand on it, he stopped it, praise Jesus, hallelujah, so that, that's, a, that's a plus for us, that's a plus, because right now, the U.S. would have been a, a total mess, you see what prayer can do, brothers and sisters, can you see that, prayer is so powerful, prayer can do anything, my brothers and sisters, when we ask God, the Lord has all power, hallelujah, that's why Jesus said, everything is possible to those that believe. Pray, hallelujah. Pray, Jesus, hallelujah. And so, yes, um, the Lord can release this tsunami anytime for sure. Hallelujah. But see, the prayer, the Lord has acted on it and has responded. Pray, Jesus, hallelujah. And so, now the Lord is talking about this missile coming here, hallelujah, from this nation, which is North Korea. Hallelujah. We're not going to see this stuff. Our 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 bet is to prepare, but we're warning the people that are staying behind. Hallelujah! That is not going to be easy for them. Hallelujah! But don't take the mark of the beast and, and uh, don't get desperate and say, "Well, I just take the mark of the beast." And Hallelujah! Matthew 24:21 says, "Immediately after the tribulation those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give a light." And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the power of the heaven shall be shaken. Now, let me tell you something about this. A lot of people, when they read Matthew 24:29, when it says the sun will be darkened, that looks like a bomb. Some people say it's, it looks like a, a nuclear bomb. Hallelujah. So it say immediately after the tribulation, immediately after what? Immediately after the rapture. Immediately after the rapture, this is what's coming. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so immediately after the tribulation, those day, of those days, should the sun be darkened. So nuclear weapons, all kinds of stuff will be going off right away. Yeah. Because once the US trying to uh, bomb North Korea through South Korea, and South Korea wipes out or North, North Korea wipes out all South Korea and everyone in it. Then the U.S., is, you know, they're gonna we're going to have to go nuclear on these people. We're going to have to just wipe them out because they just, they just killed the Korean people, the South Korean people. So all this mess is going to get, I'm telling you, the U.S. is not going to take long for this. It's not going to take long because they're, they're not going to let uh, North Korea launch no more mess over there. Once they get attacked, they're, they're just going to take action right after that. Once they find out, after they get attacked, who did it and they find out it's North Korea? Immediately they're gonna order South Korea because they have all kinds of army and marine over there, and they're gonna order them. Once North Korea wipe out South Korea and everything the U.S. have over there, then things are gonna get ugly now, because it's gonna go nuclear, brothers and sisters. And I saw, I remember the Lord in one revelation show me a nuclear weapon going off. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Nuclear weapon going. We're not gonna see this. But in the mercy of the Lord, He's showing this stuff to us, so we can share with people. We can tell people, "Look, this is what's coming. Prepare, prepare and repenting, prepare and righteousness." Like like Doctor Orton says, "Prepare in righteousness, repent to the Lord, seek the Lord Jesus Christ." Don't don't. This is not the time for you to fall asleep. This is not the time for you to get caught up in and because oh, I gotta go to college. I gotta go to school. I gotta go do this and do that. Hallelujah, right now everything should be on hold And just seeking the Lord Because you know what If Jesus comes and people that are going to college And this and that stay behind Are they going to thank the professor Because they stay behind Are they going to thank the professor Who's teaching them about Hallelujah, all kinds of false teaching And all kinds of stuff about evolution Are they going to go after you stay in the tribulation Go shake it and say Thank you for all that evolution I stay in the tribulation because of you no, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy. You're going to be even madder at them. You're going to get so mad, you're going to walk out of school and say, why did I have to listen to your lying And see all the stuff that came from from Satan? But their eyes, yes, their eyes will be open. This is one thing about the tribulation that a lot of people don't understand. See, a lot of people, when I say uh, human uh, the, the, uh, uh, demon that look like human. Uh, they get offended. They get offended, offended, offended. They don't want to hear that. But, listen to this, when the tribulation start, all these that look like human now, you're going to see my exactly for whom they are, because that's their nature. That's their nature. So you're going to see them. Hallelujah. Listen to this word. Let me let me go to, to the word, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. Listen to this. First Corinthians 13, 12. For now, for now, listen to this, Bride of Christ. For now, we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. So how do you see now? This is how you see. Just in case any of you had a question. How do you see? Hallelujah. How do you see? So, says the Apostle Paul, now I know in part. I know a little. We know a little. But then I should know even as I Also, I am known. Hallelujah. Right now, it's so complicated. We know so little. We know in part. This is why we question everything. Oh, we want to know about this. We want to know that because we know in part. And all this, I'm telling you, there's more to it. There's a lot more to it. So when people don't receive the little information that the Lord gives through his people... The, the other information they miss, hallelujah, praise the Lord, Yes, shalom there to the people of Mexico City, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, yes, I have a lot of friends from Mexico, praise the Lord, they listen to the Lord Tower, hallelujah, every week, and I'm thankful for them, hallelujah, so we have to understand that what God is given to us through his servants is little information, Hallelujah. To, to compare to all the information, hallelujah, that we want to know about. Hallelujah. But right now, I I will say, hallelujah, because we don't know, we don't have all that information. Hallelujah. Like, let's give you an example. As I went to the Lord about this virus, that I didn't even know about this virus, that will be released in the tribulation that will make people zombie. I didn't know about that. And I, I don't want to look at movie and say, Well this movie shown that people took this because of this virus, people turned into zombie. That, that's not that's not a true source for me. The only true source that I know is the Lord Jesus Christ. So I have to go to him in prayer and say, Lord, will you show me the reason why all these people turned zombie in the tribulation? Hallelujah. And I waited. Patiently waited on the Lord. And then the Lord showed me the virus last night. And when I seen that I was blown away. How can this be possible? I want to play this audio for Shannon Johnson. For a lot of the people early did not hear this. And a lot of people have not heard it yet. So I want to go ahead and play this audio. Hallelujah. And then I'll get back to you. Listen to this.
1: Hello, everyone. Once again, it's me, Shannon Johnson, bold soldier for Christ, a watchman on the wall for the Lord. I just want to share a very short but important dream that the Lord gave me Last night, after the um, verdict was read for the Zimmerman trial, in this dream, I saw Zimmerman in the courtroom for a very brief time, maybe like three flashes, and then the scene changed. I found myself in this boat, in this water, heading over to this ship, and in this ship, they had missiles getting ready to launch. And the next thing I knew, these missiles were heading towards America I got in the boat turned around and I went to go warn the people run the missiles are coming the missiles are coming but it was too late then the missiles had hit it was a big very bright light and then the Lord woke me up and I asked the Lord I'm confused what is the meaning to this dream I need confirmation so I went back to sleep and this, and then the scene changed I remember seeing this black hoodie with a pocket at the middle, but on the side of this pocket it was torn. And then the Lord woke me up from the dream. The time was eleven eleven. And I asked the Lord what is the meaning to this dream? It was very short and I am confused by it. The Lord was showing me that the Zimmerman trial will eventually lead to a riot. And if the ride gets too out of control, martial law will be implemented. And the person that's orchestrating this whole thing is the son of perdition. If you guys remember, he was the one who said, if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon Martin. The beast knew exactly what he was saying and what he was doing at that particular point in time. And the part where I saw the missiles heading towards America... The Lord is showing me that eventually the United States will be hit by nuclear missiles by a foreign country whose language we do not understand. And in the last scene where I saw the black hoodie with the um pocket torn, the Lord is showing me that the hoodie represents darkness that's getting ready to cover America like never before. And the torn pocket represents the money, the economy. It will be worthless. It will be useless. People will be trying to save money and put it into their pockets, but it will fall through because the dollar will collapse and it will be of no value. And the black also represents famine, which is one of the horses in the book of Revelations. And I just want to close by saying this. Let's stay ready at all times. Things are about to change like never before. Repent. Accept Jesus Christ into your life, today, right now, in this moment. Do not hesitate and put off another second, because darkness is making landfall. Keep your eyes open. Keep loving one another. Don't let what you see on the media and around the world influence you. We are Christians. We are the sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. Until next time, I love you guys. Stay rapture ready. Stay winning souls to the kingdom of heaven.
2: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, that audio, that video was the one that led me to to ask the Lord about this information. I said, Lord, you know, would you please confirm this to me? Hallelujah. And and he did. He actually did. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, all this stuff is just so close. It is just so close, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. James 1.23 says, For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a door. He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a mirror. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to be doors of the Word of God. Hallelujah. We need to be doors. It's very important. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Mark 13:24 says, "But in those days, after the tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, and the moon." She will not give her light Hallelujah This is going to be terrible down here Terrible Imagine you can look up in the tribulation And everything is total in darkness Just like he said Darkness is coming to America You look up and you cannot even see the sun Hallelujah Like a terrible cloudy day But it's not cloudy By the cloud It's cloudy by the weapons that are going off on the earth It's horrible That is horrible what is coming, hallelujah? So that's why the Lord is calling his people. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus Hallelujah. To get ready, get ready with the Lord. Hallelujah. Get ready. Praise Jesus Hallelujah. Isaiah twenty-four eleven. This is what our brother Isaiah said in his generation. There is a crying for wine in the street. All joy is darkened. The mist of the land is gone. The moral I'm sorry, the moral of the gone the land is gone. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. That's what's going to be happening here in the tribulation soon. It is so close. In the spirit, I could, I was able to discern that the tribulation is a day away, a day away, brothers and sisters, Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Uh, praise God, oh, God is so good, Hallelujah. Matthew 24, 40, 51, I will read that. But if but if the, the evil servant should say in his heart, My Lord, delay in his coming, and should begin to smite his follower, servants, to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant should come in a day when he looked not, not for him, in an hour that he is not aware of, and should cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with a hypocrite, there should be whipping. It's national tea. Hallelujah, that is coming. That is coming. Hallelujah. There will be a lot of whipping in this revelation. Hallelujah. There will be a lot of people. You know, when those nuclear weapon goes off, there will be national tea. Hallelujah. Real quick. Hallelujah. It's coming, brothers and sisters. We need. We need to just hallelujah. Paul. Paul says to the church of Corinthians, "For we know in part, and we prophesy in part." Hallelujah! So there's there's a lot of information we we don't know. Hallelujah! We just don't know a lot of secrets happening up there that we don't know about. Some people suspect things, but unless we get a revelation from the Lord, that then then we know for sure. Like the Lord revealed to me the the virus that would turn people into somebody. and I believe it's tied down to the to the RFID ship, Because what the Lord showed me last night was that when this virus get released. It's going to somehow damage people's DNA. I could see that in the spirit. people DNA being damaged by this virus and people turning into zombies. My goodness, that people can be talking to someone now normally. And when that tribulation starts, they're a zombie. And I saw people in the tribulation running people over with their car, running zombies over with their car because they will not get out of the way. They will not get out of the highways or the street. Millions of people, billions of people in the street walking like zombies, looking for a regular human to eat them up in pieces. All the people running, hiding. People had the windows. How they completely, the house was completely uh, uh, closed. You know how now people got windows to look outside. Not in the tribulation, Their houses would have wood all over the house everywhere. And people would sort of try to break to the wall, and people would continue to. Uh, Hallelujah. Uh, put more wood in the, in the walls and, and, and windows and stuff. Hallelujah. It, was, it looked so horrible. No more peace. People were not concerned about going to work anymore. They were not concerned about that. They they were just concerned for their life. Running for their life. Hiding from the zombies. Hiding. Imagine in the middle of the night, one of these zombies coming out coming after you and your kids. Is you know, people will continue to have babies in the tribulations. Kids eight years old, eight years old and up, are staying behind in the tribulation. Playing, So much kids, billions of kids are playing video games online. Now, through the S-S box and, and all this stuff, evil video games are, are demons. The, these people that make these video games, the they, demon gives to them these images of these video games. You see. You see barely naked people in these video games that these kids are playing. They, they're they swearing, and they're saying all kinds of evil words through their mouth, and these kids are listening to them. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. They're listening to them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. At one time, the Lord takes me into the tribulation, and I see that this young girl that I know. She was praying in the tribulation, and I see these gang of guides who were going to go after her to cure her, abuse her rape her and kill her and I went and I ran to her because I see their intention to do harm to her and I saw she was praying it and I grabbed her by an arm and I and I and there was a motorcycle there and I went and ran and threw her in the back of the motorcycle and I took off hallelujah I, I was trying to help people in the tribulation because that, that's your intention you see all this evil going on your intention is to go help them out however you can and the girl was saying why are you doing this for me you don't have to do this for me. And I said, no, don't worry about it. I'm just doing this so you and your baby will be safe. Imagine this, me trying to help someone, when the Lord takes me there in the tribulation, trying to help this girl for her and her baby to be, you know. And I said, they're going to rape you. They, they, they probably would kill you. And I said, yes, that's what they do here. This is what's happening to people here now. This is our life now. This is our normal life, she was saying to me. This is no way around this. And I said, "This is so horrible. How can you live this way?" He, he said, "She me, said, I mean, how? Why do you say that? This is this is normal life now. Girl getting raped and being killed. No one comes to help us. No one comes to help us in any way.' Hallelujah. And I was broken just by that.
4: I was broken
2: by hearing her speak. She said, "That's so normal now." I said, "This is horrible." You know, where where's where's the police? Where where's the government? Where's all these people? That's supposed to and they, they and they say no, they're afraid of all these zombies and all this thing going on. They don't they don't come to the city to help anyone anymore. A lot of them have themselves turned into zombies. A lot of them are, are hiding. The rich are hiding, they got their army protecting themselves. And most of the people have turned evil. And I say, Oh my goodness. He says, Oh, you haven't seen anything. We're into the nine falls. Where until night, you you have to hide yourself, or they're gonna eat you. I said, "Oh my goodness, man!" I said, "Man," and I said, "I knew this girl somehow from high school or something." And I said, "Man, she don't deserve to to be raped by these men and then eaten by the zombie." Because I saw I saw the zombie in the street already going out to eat meat, looking for me, and they they had their hand forward, just going forward. And a lot of these zombies can run. I saw a few of them running after the motorcycle. Hallelujah. They were running. They were running. That's why when I saw the Brad Pitt movie of the zombie chasing people, it was just exactly what I saw in the tribulation. The zombie was running after me in the motorcycle, almost catching up to me. I was doing forty, almost 40 miles an hour, and they were almost catching up to me. And I said, this is horrible. Horrible, my goodness. How can we live like this? And the Lord took me out of it, and I was crying. why so I dropped this girl somewhere. Hallelujah. I was crying like a baby. I said, Lord, how can... And the Lord said, this is what's coming, my son. This is how life is going to be for them. A nightmare. Their eyes are going to be open. And so, you know, people getting mad at me because I say some of this stuff. It don't matter if you get mad at me. If you're not ready to go home in the rapture, if you're not repenting and seeking the Lord, this is going to be your life. You you can get all mad at me as you want because I'm going to be out of here soon. It's a people statement. Look at you, Thomas. She's already up there in the throne. How many times did she warn people about this? What 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 do they used to say to her? People used to get mad at you, Thomas. Every time she had this guy on, on her website, I'll date all that information and put all this stuff for people not to get that, that FID ship. Oh, this woman. You know, people got offended. Oh, why is she always saying this, and, 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 you know, Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Warning people about this and all that. And now, she's in heaven in joy with God, and people are down here suffering. And people are, are here ready to face the tribulation, and they're not even ready, hallelujah. They are not even ready, hallelujah, to face the tribulation, Hallelujah. I'm looking to see that, that that word of 2 Thomas, but I, I think they outdated the website. So I don't think that word, if someone can find it, send me the link. I don't see that word that she put out before the Lord took her home. Hallelujah. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You see, you you learn to appreciate God's word. Hallelujah. When, when someone like her, hallelujah, who, who, very holy to the Lord, hallelujah, and was taken to heaven, praise Jesus, Hallelujah. It was the last word she put out before the Lord took her to heaven. I said, my goodness, hallelujah. My goodness, God, God is really, hallelujah. One of the people, to, uh, hallelujah, really not not to get this mark of the beast. So she went, he went and spoke to two Thomas to go ahead, hallelujah, and put this word out. Hallelujah. So people will not get this word, will not get the mark of the beast and really seek the Lord and be unrepentant getting ready with the Lord, to be going home. This this rapture now, it is so, it's closer than ever. Again, I was warned. I was let know by the Lord. The rapture is closer than ever. People people have no idea how close the rapture is. They, some people can feel it in, this, in their spirit. It's like they can discern how close the rapture is in their spirit. It's like they can put their finger on it, now in the spirit, and they can say, Brother Elvie, some people say, Brother Elby, I feel the righteous so close. Hallelujah. And I say, I know, I know. I feel the same thing. I feel those. Imagine taking out your spirit out of your body by the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and, and seeing. Seeing the things the Lord has been showing me. And the Lord keep warning me. This tribulation is closer. It's close. It's getting closer by the date. One of these days. The trumpet is just going to sound, people will disappear, and people will be facing the the tribulation. This is how close we are, brothers and sisters. It is time for people to repent. I don't think I say it enough for people to repent. I don't think so. some people say, brother, you should say it more. You should say it more. For people to be repenting. For people to be seeking the Lord. You know, this past Sunday, I was given in Spanish a Bible study about fasting. And one of the, the, the chapters of the Bible that I was reading was Isaiah 58. When the people say to God, we fast, and you hear us not. Hallelujah. We fast, we seek you, and you don't pay attention to us. Why? Because sometimes people can think they're right when they're wrong. Sometimes people can, can blame God about what, what's going on in their life. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so God has to awaken people somehow through his prophet and tell them, look, you're not right. You're not in repenting. You're not seeking me with your heart. Hallelujah. Look what God said. I said 58 too. Yeah, they, they seek me daily in their like to know my ways as a nation that they righteousness and for and forsook not the, order, the ordinance of the Lord their God. They ask of me, how the ordinance of justice? They take the light and approach me. But therefore, have we, we have fasted? They say to God, Say they, and thou seest not, thou seest not. Well, they have we have afflicted our soul? They have taken not knowledge. Hallelujah. Be all in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. Hallelujah. Exact all your labors. Hallelujah. This is what God said they fasted for. This is God now. This is God. Behold, verse 4, ye fast for strife and debate, to smite with thy fist of wickedness. You should not fast, and you do not do this these days, to make your boy to be heard and hide. You know, if you are fasting for the wrong reason, God will not hear your fasting, will not hear your prayer. You need to, you need to seek God for the right reason. You need to seek God because you want to be righteous before God. You want God to cleanse you. You want God to purify you. You want God to get your righteous ready. Those are the reasons you want to fast. Those are the reasons you want to pray for God to prepare you for his righteous, for God to prepare you to take you home. You don't fast to make yourself more spiritual than the other person. Those are not the reasons for you to fast. You don't fast to, to, to say, I'm this, I'm that. Hallelujah. Those are not the reason you fast to make yourself great for people to kind of worship you, for 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 people to bow down to you, for people to praise you all the time. No, those are not the reason you fast for. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Not to make yourself better than your brother, not to make yourself better than your sister, not not to insult your brothers and sisters, not not to put them down. Those are not the reason you fast for, brothers and sisters. If you fast before God, first of all, keep it private. You don't need it to tell anyone you're fasting. It's between you and God. Second of all, if you're fasting, seek that God will, will, will give you love for your brothers and sisters. Jesus said, love one another. He didn't, hate. He didn't say, hate one another. Be one another. No, love one another. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Fast for the right reasons. Fast for the word of God to be done in your life. Don't say, oh, I pray all these hours and insult your brothers and sisters. Treat them like they're no one, like they're nobody. No. Let's love one another. Let's fast so the love of God will flow through our lives. Let's pray so the love of God will flow through us and that every day we will be more together. We can pray for one another. We can help one another. You know, one of the reasons I believe this gospel has not done what Jesus said it would do, I believe is because we're divided. We're not praying for one another. We're not loving one another. We're divided. Sometimes we let opinion divide us. Opinion should not divide us. Hallelujah. Opinion should be taken for what it is, an opinion. You tell me your opinion, I tell you my opinion. It's just an opinion. It should never divide us. Hallelujah. We should love and respect one another. Those are the reasons to fast. Those are the reasons to pray. Those are the reasons to seek God. Hallelujah. So we can grow together. We can learn from one another. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Those are the reasons to fast and pray. Not for us to think we're better than one another. Not for us to insult one another. Yes, if, if someone comes. And tells you I don't agree with your opinion. Say to that person, "Can you love me?" What? I just told you I don't agree with your opinion. Okay, can you love me? Hallelujah! Can you pray for me? Although you don't agree with my opinion, can you pray for me? Can you love me? Watch what. What's the reaction on the person? I don't. I don't understand what you're asking me, some people, because they think they're opinion. It's above your relationship with them. It's above your love with them. No. Your opinion is just your opinion. My opinion is just my opinion. Hallelujah. It should not intervene. Are you loving me? Are you and I being one? Are you and I seeking God together? Are you and I growing in God together? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But the devil, the devil, his demon, and his fallen demon that call themselves aliens, hallelujah, are trying to be that deceitful teaching. Hallelujah, praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Someone says to me the other day, I just saw an alien the other day. Someone was writing to me. He said, "Brother Obi, uh do you do you, you believe that Christian can see alien?" And I said, "Okay, uh, what happens?" He said, "Bro, uh, I, I just saw an alien the other day." Hallelujah! I just saw an alien the other day. He says to me, "I said, okay." And so what happens? Hallelujah! I I didn't say you're gonna go to hell for seeing an alien. I didn't say you're gonna go to hell for talking to alien. And now. Let's speak the truth and love with one another. Where if someone comes to me and said an alien told me that Jesus Christ was an alien, you can say no, Jesus Christ is the son of God. and in love and in truth. Jesus Christ is the way to the Father. You can tell them that in love. But don't say, Oh get out of here, you 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 are you're, you're completely you're completely deceived. You are the devil, get up. Let's love. Let's pray for one another. You, you you don't like the way I preach? Can you love me? Hallelujah. You don't like the way I, I, I speak the word? Can you love me? Can you pray for me and my family? Because I can pray for you. I can still love you, Hallelujah. even though you don't like me. I can still pray for you. Hallelujah. Can you do that for me? Can we still be one in Christ? Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. That is the question. If matter of opinion is dividing us, we are in trouble, brothers and sisters. We are in trouble. Hallelujah. It's not the word of God for that to happen. So I want to say this. May the, Lord,
3: may the Lord give
2: you his shalom. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Oh, a wonderful nine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
3: you, we pray this in your Son Yeshua's name. All right, well, tonight we're going to be talking about community. It's uh, My message tonight is called Living in Community, with the UNITY in all caps, as you can see. Uh, it's called Five Keys to Having Unity in the Body. Now, I want to address something right off the bat, because uh, I, I wrote an article about this and I posted it online, and, and uh, you know, someone's like, whoa. Why are you saying that we need to have unity with people that are in unrepentant sin and pastors that, uh, you know, don't deal with sin or they endorse homosexuality? Uh, Why should we be in unity with that? Okay, it says unity in the body. So I want to, right off the bat, address this is unity within the body of Messiah. There's an assumption that I have, and and hopefully if if you're listening to this and you're a believer and you're part of the body of Messiah, that, we, uh, the, the framework for our worldview is the Word of God, that this is uh, our, our framework. And so this is the framework for the body of Messiah in which they operate. And um, so I just want to clear that up right off the bat. We need to have unity in the body of Messiah. Oh, got to turn this on. All right, so I got a question for you guys. Can anyone name the one thing out of all creation that God called not good? All right, he, you know, you remember he created light, separated it from the darkness, saw that the light was good. He created the stars and the heavens. They were good. All throughout creation, it's good. He created, it's good. But there was one thing in all creation that he said was not good. Exactly. Genesis 2:18 says It is not good that man should be alone. That is God speaking. And so what did he do to solve that problem? In creation, right off the bat, he said, this is a problem. Man should not be alone. So what did he do? He created Chava, right? Eve. He created, he established by creating Eve the first community of believers, the first fellowship of believers, thus demonstrating that his will for mankind is perfected in the unity of his people when they come together as one in community and fellowship. And so all throughout the scriptures we see this concept. That's just one example. Adam and Eve, from the very beginning, we have community, but we have Noah. God didn't, when God destroyed the earth with the flood, he didn't just save Noah. He saved Noah and his family we have Israel. It was an entire nation of people. God made a covenant with Abraham and his seed, which uh, would become like the sands of the sea, a nation of people. Uh, we have is- uh, the first century church, uh, the unity, uh, one new man in Ephesians chapter 2, right, uh, that they were one. Jews and Gentiles are one. They're part of one community. And then we have, even in the end times, we have the saints of Revelation. All throughout the Bible, it is assumed that we are part of a community. It is assumed that we are together, we are one, we are working as one. And so we can see very clearly, you just need to read uh, the first chapter of the Bible, as I, I pointed out, and we can see that community is very important to God. But why? Why is community so important to God? Okay. Well, for one thing, the epistle of John says that we cannot even love God if we do not love our brother in the flesh. 1 John 4:20 says if anyone says i love god and hates his brother he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love god whom he has not seen and so i have a question how can we know that we really love our brother if we never see them if we are not in community, if we are not in a fellowship of believers, how can we know that we really love our brother? And then the follow-up question to that would be, how do we know that we really love God if we do not know whether or not we love our brother? It's pretty reasonable, right? So um, so let's face it. Uh, It's easy to love someone when you're not in community with them. It's easy to love someone when you don't see them every day, when you're not working together as one. How many of you have ever lived with a roommate? Okay. All right. How many of you were friends with them before they became your roommate, before they moved in with you? Okay. It's a lot harder to get along with someone when you see their stuff all over the floor and when you see their dirty dishes in the dishwasher. Am I right? I mean, and it's frustrating. But you come to discover, you know, if you haven't kicked them out already, you come to discover that you actually grow closer together through those conflicts. Uh, and, and by having that intimacy, by, by um, working together and seeing each other and having that fellowship, you are growing stronger and closer together, just like in marriage. Um, you know, uh, I just got married a couple weeks ago. Um <laughs> thank you um love you rebecca and i'm going to embarrass her real quick for a second um we actually got in our first fight uh this week as a married couple and um <laughs> she wouldn't call it a fight she doesn't like to say that we fight she would call it a tiff all right so we got in a we got in a tiff this week and basically uh it was because i'm still learning how to be married i just you know we haven't been married for very long. We haven't been living together for very long. And so, um, you know, I'm still learning how to approach my wife. I'm still learning how to, how to respect her. Uh, and, I mean, men, you would agree, right? It's all about the approach. You know, it's not even like what you say, it's how you say it. And so it was my first day back at work and she stayed at home and, uh, you know, we got married and it was kind of funny, because I was expecting that when my wife would move in with me that I would have twice as much stuff. It seems like a reasonable thing to believe i mean one two people makes twice as much stuff, but actually, when you get married, you have about five times as much stuff and um, <laughs> and so she had the the um <laughs> she had the the task of Finding room for all of our stuff in my tiny apartment that she just moved into. And she did a wonderful job. You did awesome, honey. Uh, Just want to say that and clarify that again. But when I came home, um, (laughs) (laughs) when I came home, um, you know, and I saw all the amazing work that she did, you know, uh, the very first thing I did was, why is that there? Like, is that our. (laughs) Why did you put that there? Or is that going to stay in the middle of the room? Or are you going to find a? And <laughs> it was very, um, from her perspective, it was very disrespectful. You know, I, but I was just, I thought I was just asking questions. I'm like, you're, you're not planning on letting that stay in the room, right? I mean, or in the middle of the room. But um, it was really amazing because uh, even in the midst of that, I, I learned a lot, uh, and we've grown closer together through that. Because uh, I've learned what it means to really respect her and honor her, and and how to approach her in a way that that is respectful to her. And so um, we know that biblical community is the means by which God fulfills His will on earth. I mean, we're going to talk about some things later about how community challenges us and uh, how it it helps us grow. But we know that a uh, that corporately that God uses community to fulfill his will on earth. When we become disciples of Yeshua, we become part of something called the body of Messiah. Okay? Um, and all members of this body need to be working and available and, and present for the body to be, be able to fulfill its role. So I want to read a, a passage real quick. I'm going to read it out of my Bible so I can actually see it. it says a. Uh, and I want to talk about this. Uh, basically, what I learned from this is that we all need each other. Okay, there's the hand can't say to the foot that that it has no need of you. And uh, you know, Kent White the body needs your tremendous gift of evangelism. Uh, Pastor Jim, the body needs your tremendous giftings in in teaching and preaching and and counsel. Um, I mean, all of you are, are a major part of the body for it to be functional and for it to be able to operate in its role. And uh, in marriage, it's really no different. Husbands need their wives. Wives have something that husbands don't have that they're able to offer and uh, to be able to sacrificially serve and love their husband and, and make him into who he's supposed to be. In the same way, husbands have something that wives don't have in order to sacrificially serve his wife, in order for her to be able to become all that she's meant to be and so all that to say you can't continue to think like a single person when you're married i've learned that, uh, you know per the story i just told you in the same way you cannot think like a pastor jim likes to say an independent hebrew contractor when you're part of a community you have to to be able to be part of the uh, the community you have to be able to work together be part of a team like a um, like an independent contractor uh, in, just in the secular world, in, in uh, jobs, you know. When he gets hired on for a, a bigger project where he's working with other people, he cannot continue to think like an independent contractor. He has to be able to work with the other people on the project. And so there's simply no biblical framework for living your life isolated from other believers. None. The Bible is all about community. There's nothing. The Bible assumes you're going to be in community. There's not not even an instruction for you if you're isolated. In fact, the Bible explicitly discourages isolation. Proverbs 18, 1-2 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding but only in expressing his opinion. So, Generally, believers agree that fellowship is important, that community is important. In fact, one of the main questions, every single day, I think, uh, Megan can attest to this, people are calling in and emailing, saying, how do I get connected? Where are there like-minded believers that I can connect with and and be in fellowship with? I need fellowship. It's built into our DNA. We were created for community. So the problem isn't really a lack of desire for fellowship and community, The problem is that we don't really know how to maintain unity in our community. And um, so I'm going to talk about that because the church today, the the body of Messiah today is not really any different than the way it was in the first century. I mean, according to James, if you read in the book of James, it's all about dealing with quarrels and fighting in the, the first century congregation. There are bitter jealousy, selfish ambition, gossip, slander, the evil tongue, right? and it was all about dealing with the problems and the disunity in the congregation and James who uh you know was trying to reaffirm the heart of God for community was trying to counsel and um trying to to teach this uh this community and i bring all that up though um because this is very alarming this is hugely alarming that there's so much disunity um just as there was in the first century as it is today, it is, uh, is troublesome. And the reason why is because Yeshua said that the world would know the Father sent him when his people, when his followers are united. John seventeen twenty through 22 says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. And so this would indicate that the opposite is true. The world cannot believe that Yeshua was sent by the Father if his people are not united. So we need to be united. Unity is essential to the gospel message. Disunity is a detriment to the gospel message. We need to have unity. And in fact, we're at a place right now. I mean, I don't know if you read the news, but we are in a place right now where the body of Messiah has to be united more than ever. I mean, you have a, a world, uh, our Supreme Court, making rulings uh, further distancing our nation from the Bible, further distancing our nation from the truth of God. And we're being targeted. Christian believers, people who hold to the Bible as the, the true source of, of morality and and godliness, we're being targeted specifically now. Is more than ever we need to be united. And um, so let's talk about unity for a second, because this is so close to the Father's heart, guys. Let's talk about this. Um, okay, unity. Uh, there's several Hebrew words for the for to represent our Hebrew word unity. There's echad. Which is the Hebrew word uh, usually translated as "one" in uh, Genesis, when it says, uh, "A man shall leave his father and mother, and he shall be joined to his wife, and they shall become one." Okay, so that is um, that is one Hebrew word uh, to represent unity. But I want to focus on another word for unity right here, real quick. It's a uh, yechad. Everybody say yechad. All right. Now wipe off the back of your head from the the person behind you, but. I stole that joke from Pastor Jim. Um, <laughs> Yechad is yod het <laughs> yod het dalet All right, and uh, it's found in this verse right here. It's a uh, Psalm 133. It says, "Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity." Yechad. All right, and that he- in the Hebrew, that "Behold," right there, it's like saying, "Wait, everybody, stop! Stop the press! Check this out." That's the concept uh, in the Hebrew. that 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 behold is trying to represent it's everybody stop the press check this out how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity it is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard on the beard of Aaron running down on the collar of his robes and so I have to give a credit to Daniel Bakken for this he's a messianic teacher a friend of mine he wrote this in an article and I just thought that it it was amazing. I had to share it. Uh, But basically, um, according to this verse, there is a goodness and pleasantness that can only exist within unity. When brothers dwell in unity, there is a certain pleasantness that can only exist. And uh, the opposite in that case would also be true. Oh, how bad and unpleasant it is when brothers dwell in disunity. And so perhaps... Some of you, uh, some of you online or, or even here have felt that. I mean, you've been part of communities in the past where uh, or even in the, the broader messianic movement, we know that there's so much disunity. And, uh, and it's unpleasant. Am I right? I mean, it, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's, it's not good. And so um, we need to figure out uh, the formula for unity, which is actually really interesting. Um, the formula for having this goodness and pleasantness for having this unity is found in the very next verse. Okay, it says, uh, it is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. Okay, so what's interesting is that the source of unity, I believe, uh, that's hinted at in this verse, comes from the head. Okay, so who is the head of the body? Yeshua, okay? Okay, And so you have the oil, which represents the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, flowing from the head. It starts with the head. So the anointing from Yeshua goes down to the beard and then down to the collar of Aaron's robe. And so Aaron, of course, is a picture, as high priest, he's a picture of Yeshua. And so... um, So what's really interesting is uh, actually what the word beard represents. Because you're like, okay, well you have the head, which is obviously Yeshua, but what does the beard represent? And uh, something that really interesting, beard is actually the word uh, zakan, And it's spelled with the same three Hebrew letters as zakin, which means elder. And so right here you have uh, the formula for true unity which needs to flow from the head. You have to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit first, from the head, Yeshua. And it needs to go to the elders, which the beard represents. And the elders, they have to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. And then it goes down to the collar of the robes, which represents the rest of the congregation, which they have to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. And so, um, you know, the elders, the beard is distinct from the color of the robe, not in status, not in, not in a, like a Greek hierarchy sort of sense, but in function and role. As we read earlier in, a, in Corinthians, that there are different roles within the body. The hand can't say to the foot that I have no need of you. And so there is a distinction, but there has to be order. There has to be structure in order for true unity to take place. And so uh, el- just because someone is an elder, it doesn't mean they're better than the rest of the congregation, okay? Uh, just because, the, you know, you have the hand that makes the connection to greet people, to introduce yourself, you have, your hand connects, you still need your feet to take you to the person you're connecting with. And just like in the band, you know, we're... I played bass in the worship band today. Um we all need each other. I mean, what is bass without the rest of the band? I mean, it's just some guy playing bass. But when you put the entire band together, it functions beautifully and uh for a goal, for a purpose to unite God's people and to glorify his name, which is what the body is meant to do, it's to glorify the Lord and it's better to do that when we are united. And so, um I've actually put together uh, in five keys that I believe are essential to unity. We're going to get into the practical here a little bit uh, because you know it's, it sounds really nice and philosophical. Yeah, we need to have unity. But what does that really mean? How do we really have unity? How do we really maintain that? And so I put together five keys that I think are essential to unity in the body. And so let's talk about that real quick. Uh, the first key... Is called humility. Everybody say humility. Okay. Humility is required for unity. In fact, uh, we know this because the antithesis of humility is pride, and pride is the main hindrance to unity. Pride is the very characteristic of Satan that caused him to fall. Okay. And pride is one of the seven deadly sins that God says He hates. Pride is the the main premise, if you will from which discord and disunity follows. Proverbs 16:19 says, "There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him." And actually what's interesting about this is uh, that's a, a po- in the Hebrew that's a poetic way of pointing to the seventh thing. It says pay special attention to the seventh thing I'm going to mention, that's particularly uh hateful uh to the Lord. And so um, it starts with haughty eyes, which is pride. Everything begins with pride, haughty eyes. From that follows a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood, murderous intentions, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, and false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. So the seventh thing that is an abomination to God, according to Proverbs 6, is one who sows discord among the brothers. But where does it start? It starts with haughty eyes. It starts with pride. And so, uh, I mean, it just makes sense, right? The only way that you can gossip and slander is if you think too highly of yourself. If you're prideful, the only way you can have murderous intentions or evil intentions toward another person is if you're prideful. And uh, on the other side, though, the Bible says that uh, those eager to maintain unity of the spirit do so with humility. So the antithesis of pride, which causes disunity, is humility, which uh, is the premise from which unity follows. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. Uh, I included a a few verses here from Ephesians because I just think uh, this chapter is powerful. So I'm going to read it to you guys says I therefore a prisoner for the Lord urge you to walk in manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness with patience bearing with one another in love eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace and he's going to talk a little bit more about how to maintain that unity As fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And 31 through 32 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. And so Paul talks a lot about what it means to maintain unity in the bond and peace of the Spirit. And so everything starts with humility. None of us would even be saved if we didn't have humility. We can't even come to the Messiah in repentance and, uh, and uh, sorrow and regret of our sins if we don't have the unity to be able to, or I'm sorry, the humility, to uh, come to him. And so uh, I mean, we know that God gives grace to the humble, but He opposes the proud. It all starts with humility. In addition, the Bible says that uh, not only do you need humility to enter into the kingdom, not only do you need humility to be able to um, confess and repent to enter the kingdom, but in order to be great in the kingdom of God, you also have to have humility. Matthew 20:26 20, through 28 says, "But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many." So our Messiah demonstrated, oops, our Messiah demonstrated this biblical characteristic perfectly when he washed the feet of his disciples. Back then, this task was reserved for the lowest of servants I mean it was taboo to even think that a a rabbi would wash the feet of his disciples would humble himself in that way would scrape off all the dirt and camel poop from the uh, feet of his disciples but he would um, but he humbled himself in that way and it was really beautiful and he said that he did it for an example if you read the, the, uh, the story it says that he did it for an example for us he did it as an example for us, so that we would know how to be, so we would know how we should be humble and serve one another and um, so I mean, I just have a question for you guys uh, on that note: Are you willing to humble yourself for your community? Are you willing uh, if you're part of a community, if you're online if if you're not part of a community if you're if you're part of a family that's the original community, if you're married If you have children, are you willing to humble yourself for them? Are you willing to humble yourself and serve? Because the life of your community depends on it. The life of maintaining that bond of peace in the spirit depends on humility. And so the second key uh, to unity in the body is called accountability. Everybody say accountability. Okay? Okay. First was humility, now we have accountability. And accountability is basically the willingness to accept responsibility for your actions. And also, I mean, it means accepting responsibility for your mistakes. Uh, so that's what community is all about. It, it's, it's accepting responsibility, accountability, um, confessing your sins one to another, uh, the Bible says. That, that's part of accountability. And, um, I mean, we have a, a, a tremendous men's meeting here at, at a Passion for Truth. And if you haven't gone yet, I, I highly encourage you to go, men, if you can. But um, it's, uh, it's a tremendous time where men get together and they're able to just open their chest and humble themselves, which is the first key to unity. And you have to humble yourself to be able to be held accountable. So they all work together. But... Um, men just come together and they humble themselves and confess their sins one to another and they receive counseling and uh, encouragement from other men. And it's beautiful. And so let's talk about that for a second. James chapter 5, 16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And so we're good at ignoring this commandment. Am am I right? None of us like to be vulnerable. I mean, whether it's past hurts, uh, you know, or just pride, really, we don't like to be vulnerable with each other. We don't like to humble ourselves and confess things that we've done wrong. But I'm telling you guys, if we do that, we shut ourselves off to healing. In the verse that we just read, it says, Confess your sins and pray for one another that you may be healed. We shut the door to God speaking to us and healing us in our situations if we do not hold ourselves accountable to one another. And, uh, I mean, there's an awesome verse. I wish I would have um, put it in the PowerPoint, but I think it's Psalm 141 maybe verse uh, 4 or 5 but it says let a righteous man strike me it is a kindness it is oil for my head let my head not refuse it and uh accountability is all about going to those people in your community who are who are more spiritual than you who who uh aren't sick if you're sick go to those who are not sick the the person who has a sickness uh is not going to argue with uh, the person that they're trusting to give them counsel and so I, um, I want to encourage you guys uh, to really humble yourself, to really take this seriously. If you desire unity, and by default, if you desire the gospel going forth and ministering to the nations, which requires unity, then you need to be accountable. And on top of that, uh, you need to hold other people accountable if you're more spiritual, uh if you uh if you're healthy so to speak spiritually healthy you need to be the one to to be willing to go to other people and be able to say brother i just see this in your life I, i want to encourage you i want to i want to help you uh deal with this because i love you because i care about you and i i love ultimately the kingdom of god the body of messiah and so we need to open up our chests and submit to one another in reverence to christ Ephesians five twenty one. And um listen, I I know it can be uncomfortable. I know it can be scary. None of us like to to be vulnerable, as I was saying earlier, but guys, it is essential. It's worth it. Uh I, I know this because um uh you know, I've had this in my own life. Uh, Pastor Jim, you know, one time back in two thousand eleven I had a traumatic experience happen to me, uh something that that devastated me and um as a result i i kind of let the enemy exploit those negative emotions exploit that depression and i i i listened to the enemy and and i went into uh rebellion and i went to a sinful lifestyle and and uh pastor jim actually he probably doesn't even remember this he was just being obedient um to the word but he came to me and he he talked to me about it and it was it changed my life. That was back in 2011. It changed my life to know that someone loved me and cared about me so much that he would speak into my life and, uh, and encourage me. And it, and it brought me back to the right track. We need to do this for each other, guys. Guys, you need to go to men's meeting. Moms, moms to moms meeting, you guys need to go. Um, it's powerful. It will change your life. Galatians uh, 6, 1-2 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, uh, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Just to put an exclamation point on what I was saying earlier, those who are spiritual need to rebuke those who are a sin we need to hold each other accountable and though and I just want to challenge you guys too. Um, ask go go to your brothers and sisters in your community ask do you see something in my life do you see where I'm prideful do you see where I, I I'm I'm self-serving or jealous do you see any of this in my life I need to know uh, for the unity in the body and so I want to talk about the third key Uh, which is generosity, okay? Everybody say generosity. Okay, generosity is essential to unity in the body. We had humility, accountability, now generosity. Deuteronomy 15, 7 through 11, it's it's an amazing passage. I don't have time to go through it, but um, basically it's a commandment. It's a wonderful commandment. It says, if your brother... If your poor brother or sister reaches out to you and asks you to support his need, you are to support his need. Basically, uh, you are to take care of your poor brother. Whatever his need is, you are to reach out and, uh, and meet that need. And uh, that we're commanded to do that. Uh, and our brothers and sisters in our community, we're commanded to have each other's backs and to look out for each other. But what's interesting about that passage is that not all of our needs are physical right? I mean, um, poverty, being poor, is not only a physical condition. Being poor is also a spiritual condition. It's an emotional condition. How many of you have felt emotionally poor from time to time? How many of you felt depressed and just in desperate need of encouragement? I mean, we all have. And so we need to be generous. What that means is we need to be generous with our time. We need to be generous with our words. We need to be generous with our love and support. And um, we need to be looking for opportunities to bless one another. Uh, you know, I'm terrible at this, by the way. I'm not a very generous person. I am. Uh, I have what they call tunnel vision, all right? I'm just, when I'm focused on something, I just, I pay no regard to what's around me. And um, I've really, the Father's been testing me on this because, Because it causes disunity. It causes, uh, you know, people need, we all need each other. We all need that support and that encouragement. And so I want to encourage you guys to be generous. Uh, You know, there's so many awesome ministries here at PFT. We have the PFT Meal Train, uh, which I know uh, Carrie Brown heads up. And uh, basically what they do is anytime somebody has a baby, they get a bunch of people together and they make meals for them and they drive to their house and they, they support them. And uh, even when someone has like a traumatic experience when something happens or there's a loss in the family or something, the, the, that ministry will go and they'll go minister to that person. They'll make them meals and and uh, just reach out to them. And it's so powerful. Um, it, it makes people feel so loved and appreciated. And it it's unity. It's the unity inside the community. It uh it builds unity. And uh you know, um I have to relate everything back to marriage because I'm <laughs> because I'm newly married and uh I'm I'm learning these things. Uh I, I'm learning how to how to be a husband, really. And um I have to be generous with my wife. I have to be generous with my my wife, uh, w- with my time toward my wife. Uh, my wife's main, you guys are familiar with the love languages. I know that Pastor Jim and Dave have taught about that. It's a powerful series. Uh, if you haven't gotten into it, I'd definitely take the test. Find out who, uh, you know, your spouse, find out what their love languages are. Uh, it'll change your life. But um, my wife's love language is quality time. And so, my main love language is not quality time and so i've had to get used to being generous with my time i've had to get used to um doing things that are important to her and and coming home on time from work uh which as i said i have tunnel vision you know i'm not very generous i'm, I'm very focused in what i'm doing and and when i'm at work i'm very i, I have to get everything done and so um So I've had to learn to be generous. And what that's done is it's it's built up unity in our marriage. And, um, you know, what causes unity is when I don't honor that. When I'm not generous with my time, it causes disunity. It causes her to be disrespected and and devalued. And so we have to be generous. And um, furthermore, generosity is contagious. I mean, when you're generous to someone, when you're generous to your friend or neighbor, they want to be generous to you back. And so it's, it's a powerful thing. Proverbs, uh, to put an exclamation point on that, Proverbs 11, 24 through 25 says, One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. And so uh, I want to talk about the fourth key, which uh, I, is one of my favorites in this series. It's, uh, the fourth key is called Tradition. How many of you guys remember that guy right there? Tradition, tradition. All right, one of my favorite movies. But um, Tradition is very powerful. And I know that uh, in this movement, in this Christian roots, in this messianic movement, Tradition has been given sort of a bad rap. I mean, understandably so. Uh, there are bad traditions. There are... Uh, traditions that we should have nothing to do with Uh, but how many of you know that um, Yeshua practiced some traditions that he uh, taught some traditions and Paul encourages us to follow the traditions of the Apostles and so tradition is uh, as, as long as the traditions are biblically permitted they're biblically permitted traditions they're powerful and I believe as I said they are essential to unity the Jewish people are really the perfect example of this. You know, uh, on top of God's amazing love for the Jewish people uh, and his faithfulness to his covenant with Abraham, he has preserved the Jewish people for thousands of years. But what has kept the Jewish people united really is their tradition. Their tradition has kept them united. And this this series is all about unity. So... Um, So the Jewish people are an example of that. But did you know that God has his own traditions? Yeah, in Leviticus 23, he says, these are my feasts. The feast days are really God's traditions, if you will. I mean, they are his way of getting all of Israel together and and saying, you know, from Passover, unleavened bread to Shavuot to Yom Teruah, Yom Kippur, that's all about bringing Israel together to celebrate and worship God. They're his traditions. And so, um, is it any uh, wonder? I mean, I I just want to ask this, all right? Could the disunity in the body that we see today, uh, the 41 some odd denominations of Christianity, could that be due in part to Christianity separating itself from its Christian roots, from its roots, from the Messiah uh, who was Jewish, who kept the feast days, the apostles who continued to keep the feast days even well after the uh, resurrection of our Lord? When Could that be why we have so many denominations? Just a thought, but... Um, I just want to put an exclamation point on on why tradition is so important. I mean, traditions help us stay connected to our past. They remind us who we are. They give us something to share. They give us common ground uh, with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. I mean, Shabbat. Shabbat is one of his traditions. It's the first feast day in Leviticus 23. Every week, how many of your lives have been radically transformed because of the Sabbath, because of...